You're listening to Cortez Community Radio, CKTZ 89.5 FM. I'm Dee Clark, and this is Cortez Currents, which you can also access in text form at cortezcurrents.ca. Today we continue the Exit Interview Series, in which we look back on Noba Anderson's 14 years of service as our Regional Director. This is Part 4, in which we'll talk about some ideas for improving on our Regional District System to make Cortez Island more democratically and more effectively represented. Well, Noba, we've uh, talked about some ways that the Regional District System is not working all that well for us on Cortez. People who have never been here get to vote on our internal affairs. Uh, Democracy is exercised once every four years, and then just one person is supposed to represent all of us. Staff time at SRD is in really short supply. It can take over 20 years to get a new zoning bylaw. Well, I mean, the zoning bylaw is, is the glaring elephant in the room. I... It was my understanding that we would update the zoning bylaw immediately upon the completion of the official community plan, and I had some illusion that we would finish that within the first part of my second term, you know, whatever, 12, 11, 9 years ago, and it still is out of date, and it's decades out of date, and all of the long-range planning documents in the regional district are literally decades out of date. And then just inherently that the people making the decisions don't know the communities that they're making decisions in and don't live with the consequences of those decisions. Yeah, so do you think there are ways that we could do this better, uh, more democratically, uh, more effectively, more functionally? Well, I think ultimately what we need is some kind of local community council. And how to achieve that is clearly yet to be determined. But I think having one person do any version of this job is a bit ridiculous. So I would like there to be a group of people that were collectively mandated by the island to think and act on our collective behalf. Yeah, you know, you could imagine a case where, say, a majority of the people elect a certain regional director, and that regional director then, for whatever reasons, advocates a course of action or a measure at SRD, and that measure doesn't have majority support, but the people don't get to vote on that. They they only get to vote once every four years for that director who maybe they elected three years ago. So I, I kind of like your idea that if there were ratepayers or residents council and they voted on issues, and then the regional director could take those decisions to SRD, that would be more representative. They'd be saying, look, uh, this is what the council voted. There'd be a record. You're not getting just one person's voice. You're getting a a community voice. On issues of real significance, absolutely, that would be the case. And then you'd also have a group of people who were thinking about our collective internal interests all the time and advocating to external organizations or helping to coordinate between the social profits or identifying the gaps internally. But that takes a level of resourcing that government has through taxation. And we wouldn't have any taxation authority. So I don't know how that gets funded. I don't know how that that is a really sustainable thing unless we 
yeah, I don't, I really don't know the answer to that, but I would love to see a greater base of democratic involvement and decision-making in our local governance here. I'm not suggesting, I mean, I would love to see a rewrite to the local government act. I would love that, that allowed any rural area that so chose to have a level of rural municipal equivalent that would allow a community to create a council like a municipal council has and take on the land use planning and the parks and sort of all of the the specific local government services like a municipality does without the cost of policing and roads that would inherently kill us, but then still participate in the federation that is the regional district like, like any municipality. I think that would be really healthy. Shy of, of an overhaul of the Local Government Act, which I don't see happening anytime soon in that way, because there isn't a way for rural people to collectively advocate for that in, in, a, in a, any kind of functional way that would lead to that. What I would like to see on Cortez as a voluntary, uh, not alternative, but complementary role to the regional district is indeed like a residence and ratepayers association that perhaps has some representatives from some key nonprofits and perhaps has some individuals elected at large to hold certain portfolios or, or be directors at large on, a, on an organization that represents the, the community as a whole. And then that organization would help inform the regional director, would give a, a level of backing to what the regional director brought forward to the regional district. It would be much harder for a, a small group of constituents to undermine its credibility over at the board. But that organization then could also take on things like, you know, a climate action strategy or advocating to external organizations for, for various things. So it's like it's a hearkening back, actually, to the 1940s, 50s and 60s of of the ratepayers associations that largely went by the wayside when the regional district system was created because it was believed that the regional district would indeed play that function. But it took out the local element. In my, I believe it was my first term in office, I remember sitting with Tom Yates, who was the administrator at the district, and, and really scouring his mind about whether other alternative, more locally oriented, sort of council-like things existed, and what was allowed for in the Local Government Act and legislation, and it's very, very, very limited. I mean, I can go into more detail and over the years of, of looking and traveling to other communities and speaking with other elected representatives, Hornby has the, I think, the best model, and it's far from perfect and I think could be improved on a lot. But you ask sort of the average, not particularly paying attention local Hornby resident what the local government is, and they're just as likely to say the ratepayers and residents association than they are to say the, the regional district mm -hmm. because Hira, the Hornby Island residents and ratepayers association holds the contracts for all of the regional district service delivery. So they run the fire hall and the parks and the, the recycling center and the trails and sort of anything that, that is the, f the operating face of the regional district is actually run by Hira. And so the regional director there takes a lot of their direction from Hira, actually. And it becomes a, a bit of a space for, you know, the, the, the Ferry Advisory Committee folks report to Hira. And now they have a relatively small membership base, although anybody is eligible. 
or perhaps their membership is everybody, but not many people participate. I don't remember which one. And they don't really take it on themselves to be the advocacy body much for for issues generally. They, they're pretty much the service delivery agent. But I really like that notion about everybody that is a property owner or a resident automatically has entitlement to be part of an organization that works on our collective behalf rather than just one person who goes to sit on a board with 12 or 13 other people that inherently don't know anything about the places that they're making decisions about. So to send me or anyone on a ferry, two ferry rides away to Campbell River to sit with a large group of people who just don't know anything about Cortez and vice versa. I don't know anything about their respective communities. And so even if everyone at the table, both staff and elected are excellent, progressive, creative, open-minded people, you have a structure where we don't know each other. And so I advocated for years that we put money aside in our budget to actually travel collectively as a board to our respective communities, as Islands Trust does. Every quarter, they hold a meeting on another island and bill it out with the community and have like a three-day meeting where they hold space for community to come and speak with them about what matters. And they do tours to different sites that are of relevance sort of to local government on the island and, and hold an open public meeting that anybody can come to. But that wasn't a, an idea that ever got implemented by the board. At one point, we agreed to do it, but then it, we, it didn't happen. And that was part four of our exit interview with Noba Anderson, stepping down this year from her job as our regional director. This series airs weekdays at 3 p.m., and next time we'll be talking about the community conflict of 2018-19, when disgruntled constituents engaged in a litigious attempt to have Director Anderson removed from office. Just a reminder, the views and opinions heard on this program are not endorsed by Cortez Community Radio, its board, its staff, its membership, or any granting agency but are those of the writer, producer, and guests. And as always, thanks for listening.